Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, welcome back to Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about lead-acid batteries for off-grid solar, or even an RV, solar-powered RV. Um, is lead-acid batteries a good option? Um, I do get this question, you know, because uh, they're saying, hey, you know, if I decide to go with the lithium-ion batteries, they're really expensive. And, you know, lead-acid batteries are way cheaper. And I agree, they are absolutely way cheaper. Um, now, there's pros and cons to every type of battery, but let's answer the basic question about lead batteries that I get. Can I run my off-grid system on lead-acid batteries? And for those of you that don't know, um, lead-acid batteries require water. So from time to time, you check the water in there, and if they get low, you put distilled water in there to maintain the battery water level in each battery. So that's the type of batteries we're talking about, lead-acid batteries, flooded batteries. And yes, it is actually a, it's a decent option. Um, it's a cheaper option. Um, but with everything, there's a pros and cons. So with lead-acid batteries, uh, they don't last as long, okay? Um, that's one of the downsides about lead-acid batteries. Now, from experience, I have gone through a ton of, you know, flooded batteries, lead-acid batteries, and I've gone through a ton of different types of brands. So I'll give you some examples. Um, I've gone through a lot of golf cart batteries. I've gone through a lot of L16 batteries. And um, the difference really is that it's a bigger battery, uh, more amp hours as far as the L16. The plates are thicker. So the L16 batteries do last longer than like your golf cart batteries, your deep cycle golf cart batteries. Uh, but in the end, there's a lot of maintenance, a lot of maintenance. Um, because every week or even depends on how much you're charging and discharging the batteries will determine how much uh, water the battery is actually, you know, going through. So, you know, every, every week, you know, I would be filling up with distilled water to keep them, you know, topped off. And it didn't matter if it was golf cart batteries or L16 solar batteries, right? They're basically the same thing, ex except with some differences with the plates being thicker and stuff. Um, but it did use a lot of water. Now, the other thing that lead-acid battery has as a adverse effect is when it's charging and discharging, it, that water that's starting to ev evaporate is corrosive. And so your battery terminals, like where your wires go to each battery, uh, your battery terminals start to corrode, your wire starts to corrode, and you're always fighting the corrosion. Now, there is ways out there to clean them up and you know, spray, uh, there's a bunch of sprays out there that you can put on. Um, some other people put other types of maybe grease or whatever it is on top of it. Um, and the thing is, is that no matter what, at some point you're going to have to address your battery terminals if you don't try to put something on it to prevent the corrosion, right? Now, um, that's one major thing you have to be, be cautious of because it's gassing off and it is very corrosive. It is hydrogen. And so the other downside about lead acid batteries is if you're going to keep your batteries in like a battery box or in your home or anywhere where it's not you know it's not in in the open environment um you will have to find a way to 
pump or move the air that's in that battery box because it's very corrosive. So you want to you want to pump that air out, put fresh new air in daily if you have a battery box. And especially if you have it inside your RV or in your home, you're definitely going to want to find a way to move that air out. You don't want to be breathing that in. Uh, it's just not good all the way around. Um, by moving the air out, it also helps prevent the corrosion. So when you don't have enough circulation, your battery terminals will also corrode a lot more because there's not enough air displacement helping them move that corrosive air out. Um, so that's also something to think about. So there is a, a lot of maintenance involved with lead-acid batteries, but they're also way cheaper, right? Um, you could easily build a lead-acid battery battery bank for your RV or off-grid solar system um, for a pretty decent price, and you'd have some pretty decent amp hours out of it. Um, but when it comes to longevity of those batteries, if you're using them pretty heavily, charging them and discharging them, uh, you, you could expect to get, it really depends on your usage and if you take care of your batteries. Um, the most that I got out of my batteries was five to six years out of the um, lead acid golf cart batteries, five to six years. Now on the L16 flood acid batteries, um, we would get anywhere between say eight to maybe 12 years right around there. But I mean, you're really pushing it after eight years. Um the capacity drops down a lot. It's not holding a charge as much anymore. It's going through a lot more water than it should. Uh, the battery's just aged. And that's another thing, right? When batteries start to age, they don't perform as well. So, you know, your first couple of years of the batteries will be the freshest, and that's when you're going to get the most out of them. Um, as time goes on, the battery degrades and doesn't. It's not as it's not as efficient anymore. So that's also something to think about. But, you know, if you're on a budget and you need lights and you, you, you need power, then yes, lead-acid batteries is a okay option to consider. But do be aware of the maintenance involved and also be aware of maybe the, the lifespan of the batteries itself before you have to change them out, right? So, um, yeah, they're not, not a bad option really, but, uh, man, there's, the maintenance involved is that's one thing I really didn't like about the lead acid batteries. Oh my goodness, because distilled water, unless you're making your own distilled water, you have to buy distilled water and put that into your battery. I used to buy it by the by the boxes. Um it came I used to buy them from like Kmart or Walmart or even Costco and they came with I believe it was in each box had four 1 gallon jugs and I would buy probably about 20 boxes. That way I was always stocked up because when you start running out of water and you're frantic because your your batteries are running dry, uh, it's not a good feeling. So I always used to stock up. And then not only that, I would help um, you know other family members or anybody else that needed some distilled water to carry them over, uh, you know, I had on hand. So you got to be aware of these things as well. Um, is there better battery chemistry out there? Sure. Does it cost more? Absolutely. So lots of pros and cons to every situation. Now, if I was on a super low budget and I couldn't afford like lithium-ion batteries like I do now, um, would I go back to LEDs? I wouldn't want to, but in a in a pinch and I needed power, then sure, I would I would do it. Um, but you know, you really have to juggle what you what you want to deal with in the end. So I hope that helps everybody out out there. If you're considering lead-acid batteries, just be aware. And if you're considering maybe a different type of battery, look into the battery. 
um, the battery that you're thinking about and just understand the pros and cons of that battery as well. Uh, so anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in for this podcast. And I'll definitely see you guys on the next one. Go listen, download, and subscribe to the Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast. Available today on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Modern Off-Grid DIY. Inspiring others to think outside the box. Support the podcast today. It's also available on anchor.fm slash freeyourmind. And there's already a ton of episodes for you to binge listen to and learn how to live off the grid in these modern times and do it yourself. Once again, it's titled Modern Off-Grid DIY. It's also available on Podbean, Stitcher, Breaker.audio, and Overcast.fm. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on new releases, Modern Off-Grid DIY. Go listen, download, and subscribe today.